Welcome to the More Than More podcast, where we discuss building meaningful, impactful businesses, careers, and lives through real estate. Hi, everybody. Uh, Dylan here. I'm with uh, Angela Fisher. Hello, everybody. It is, well, what is it today? It's Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. It is the end of August. I cannot yeah. believe it. Yep. And this is kind of a uh, last minute quick podcast. Yeah. We're putting out really just some thoughts on the market, where we sit right now. There's been a lot going on in the world and we've been processing some of this. And so we just put some of our thoughts together and wanted to share a few things that we're thinking about yeah. that you should be thinking about Absolutely. given the environment that we're in right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to start with some disclaimers though. Okay. Yeah. That's probably a good idea. Well, okay. So we, um, we're, we're not economists. Yeah, no. Uh, we actually do have our podcast coming up in what, a week, two weeks yep. uh, with our brokers. We'll cover the market data just like we normally do. Yep. So just think of this as just a quick side conversation that we wanted to have as we're thinking about where things are, where things are headed and some of the changes we're dealing with. So the first disclaimer is that there are some forces going on right now that are bigger bigger than any of us can make reasonable yeah. predictions. Can into. truly imagine what's going to happen, right? Well, we just don't know what yeah. they're going to do with rates. Yep. We don't know what uh, $500 billion... Um, Pay down, pay payoffs. Loan forgiveness yes. <laughs> programs do to uh, everything. The, the inflation forces that are going on out there right now. Mm-hmm. So we can speculate briefly a little bit about where the market's at. Some things that we are confident are going to be happening in the next few weeks, and then right. I think that the idea here is to shift our focus to just a quick conversation about things that we think everyone should be putting their minds to yeah. and their actions to. Yeah, focus on what you can control. So that's what we're going to kind of be focusing on, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So super quick, let's start at 50,000 feet where we are today. Yeah. So the current environment, guys, um, and just like if I correct me on any of yeah. this, but as I understand it, today rates, I would call them stabilized is probably the wrong word, but we're sitting somewhere at the high fours yep. to the mid fives. Yeah which is obviously a massive shift from where we were. I think I checked recently, it was like sitting at 5.5 five for a 30 year. Yeah. So it climbed back up and we're going to see this thing bounce around a little bit. Yeah. And every time the Fed comes out with another announcement, um, we're going to see them climb a little bit. And then we're going to see that start to subside as they're trying to buffer and figure out where 30 years need to be relative to where Fed policy is. Yep. So we're two, two and a half percent higher than we were. Yep. Just, yeah, at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And that has had an impact. Affordability then. <clears throat> right now, the latest data on this is we are at the lowest affordability in the American real estate market since 1989. Just crazy to that's think about. just a function of yep. the rates relative to the prices. We know the prices have been going up, and that was fine with 2.5%. Three, with 5.5%, that means affordability relative to what people are earning is at a, what is it, a 40-year low. Yeah. So sometimes people are truly being sidelined with that. We just, that is what it is. It's not cheap to buy real estate yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, the result of that is that our buyer demand is now slightly down. Yeah. And it's been a long time since that's been a thing. Now, the actual demand is still out there at these levels of affordability. That mm-hmm. demand is being suppressed. So mm-hmm. there's still a ton of people wanting to be in the real estate space. Yeah. Um, but notably fewer able to act upon that interest in buying at the current levels of affordability. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing we're seeing right now is seller hesitancy that was not necessarily fully anticipated, but it makes perfect sense. Yep. I own a house. 
it's done well. I have tons of equity. There's no way I'm foreclosing or there's no danger of any of that. But there's also no way I'm selling right now. Yeah. Because there's other stuff to buy, but to be perfectly honest, I gotta pay so much for it that I'm happy to sit tight. Yeah. The implications of that is that inventory that's been climbing for the last two, three months now has actually stopped climbing. And it's stopped climbing both seasonally. Mm -hmm. It's typical that inventory declines from Around now basically through January mm -hmm. steadily. But the anticipation was that it would slow in a slightly different trajectory right. this year because we thought that there might be more and more people wanting yeah. to list. Continual increase rather than flattening right now. Yeah. I don't want to list though because... I have nowhere <clears throat> else to move. I have I nowhere have, to move. Yeah. If I do, I'm going to pay more for yep. what I'm going to get. And so I'm sitting tight with my 3% or 2.8% interest yeah, rate. Absolutely. It's a real force, guys, that we're going to have to deal with as we then think about next year. Yep. The other thing that we're seeing that is fascinating is despite the fact that some buyers are sidelined and despite the fact that some sellers don't want to list is that there are some demographic forces that are actually at play that are positive. We are seeing the yep. highest percentage of buyers right now being first-time home buyers because they, it doesn't matter whether it was two, five or five, they have I'm no ready other. for a house. Yes. I need to live somewhere and it's either rent or buy. Yep. And I can get a relatively low um, down payment, buy buy real estate for the same amount of money. All my, well, frankly, the same amount as yeah. what it would cost me to rent. And my monthly is less. I mean, honestly, still with the rental market the way it is too. Yeah. And <clears throat> as a subset of that conversation, there this pool of millennials that for years and years we've talked about how they're delaying and buying. They're out of delay time. Yeah. The largest cross-section of demographics is now working its way through the system. They're in their 30s. They're in their mid-30s. And it's now time. I've got babies. Yep, settling got, down. Yes. Families, absolutely. So there's a positive force on the demand side. It's just, holy cow, it's expensive. Mm -hmm. the, the, the culmination of all of these forces that are at play right now is that we find ourselves in an environment where we, the National Association of Realtors, is currently selling 20% less real estate than what we were selling, well, just last a few year. months ago yep. and last year relative to now. So yep. our current projections are down about 20%. So looking forward, they're saying that instead of selling at a pace of 6 million a year, yep. they're now selling at a pace of 4.8 million a year, which is about a 20% decline. Mm -hmm. so, so yeah, you're probably not alone if you're feeling some of that, right? I kind of just overall, right? If you're feeling some of that, you're not alone. That's what I think that's our starting point. Yeah. Because if I look at our production list, we got agents that are still doing really, really well. Absolutely. But there's a lot of agents out there that are starting to feel some of that pinch. Right. And it's not the end of the world pinch, but it is a different market, a different reality, a different space to wake up in today mm -hmm. than it was three months ago. And I think we want to call that to the table. Yeah, absolutely. You're um, not, not winning. It just might feel different. And we need to think about how we move forward now into a modified space. Yeah. We don't think it's going to be like this forever. No. We do think that today is different than yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. So at the risk of getting, um, uh, putting ourselves in jeopardy, knowing yeah. that this is being recorded, <laughs> if we go out six months, there's a ton we don't know. Yep. We have no idea what, what's going to happen with the elections this fall. We yep. have no idea what interest rates are going to have to do to reel this thing back in. Yep. But there are a few things we do know. One, they're trying to create a recession. Yeah. A recession is a bad word in people's minds, but fundamentally raising the Fed funds rate is about trying to pull the economy backwards. 
So we're all afraid of some recession that's probably coming and probably is inevitable. Mm -hmm. But the point of the recession is the engine got overheated yep. and they're pouring ice on it right now. Yep. They're trying to slow this thing down. Affordability isn't just a thing in real estate. Like it's Correct. across the board. Yeah. Apples, gas, you name yes. it. Laundry detergent. Yeah. So they want houses to stop going up, yep. meaning they need to cool the pace of, of sales. Mm -hmm. And that's happening because when they do that, then all of a sudden inventory will start to stack, prices will soften. So we need to understand that we are in an environment where our government, our economy, for our own good, is actually trying to slow us down. Yeah. And so it's a very interesting environment. What I wrote here is we want a recession. Yeah. It sounds like a terrible recession thing to Recession does say. not have to be a four-letter word, maybe. <laughs> like, it's not a bad thing, At least temporarily. Yeah. And most recessions don't last that long. But yes. in a space where our engine is overheating, <clears throat> our country and our housing market, we have to view this more positively as, yes, we have to cool this thing down. Yep, absolutely. We are, at least as far as CNBC and all sorts of other news outlets, uh, in what they're calling a housing recession. Mm -hmm. We are... We are seeing that downturn yes. in housing sales and also in certain markets on pricing. Now, prices aren't tanking, but they are softening. Absolutely. Maybe, yeah. And, uh, and there's the same thing on building side. Mm -hmm. uh, the number one thing we need is inventory. The and number one thing builders. slowing down right now? Builders. builders. <laughs> yeah. Because in this environment, it's too expensive and they have no guarantees that these specs are going to sell because the buyer demand has waned. Right, they're not bit. sure where it's going either, so they're pulling back a little. Yep. So that creates some very interesting forward-looking ideas, like we're not going to come into spring with significantly more inventory. Now, we do have, like, I forget the number, it's 20 or 30% more. Yeah, it's more than it was at this point last year, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. which was an all-time low, completely unsustainable, and the wheels were going to fall off. Yeah. But where we come into February, March of next year is still half of the inventory amount that we had five years, four or five yep. years ago when inventory was low. Yep. Yep. So like 500,000 versus yep. a million units. Yep. And so I guess the point here is that the fundamentals in terms of the number of people who want to buy and the fact that people have money to spend and that people have equity in their properties, all of that is really, really positive. Yeah. The downside is things are really expensive. People are scared to list their houses. And with inventory still low next spring, and this is where my mind gets a little caught up, Yeah, we're going to still have a high Under. demand seller's market, Yeah, even with some of these negative forces at play. Absolutely. Because if you still only have so many houses for sale, the few people who have to buy, they're still, still gonna going to be there. in a yes. multiple offer situation yeah. on many Competing. of those. Absolutely. Well, which unfortunately means what for prices? They're still going to climb. There's still some upward momentum on prices despite mm -hmm. all these downward forces that we are injecting into the space yeah. to try and stabilize right. the market. So anyone making predictions about what that <laughs> means probably drank a little too much Red Whatever. Bull. Yes. <laughs> um, and then the other part of this is, is rates. I think we, we, we need to understand... <laughs> There's economists saying all sorts of different things. Maybe another 100 basis points, which is like another percent of increase on the Fed funds rate, is mm -hmm. what they're suspecting needs to happen yep. in order to cool this thing. And if that's the case, rates aren't going to go much above where they are. Right. They've already priced that in. Right. So that means we're going to sit at 5.5. Five. Now, the thing we need to know about rates is it's very supply and demand. So if the market cools, which they're trying to make it cool, the first on thing purpose. they'll do once it's cooled is what? Bring the rates down a They'll little. bring the rates back down. Yeah, to, to get, get more it. people incentivized by, yes. So the good news is the rates aren't going to go like through the charts. And yet, 
here we are still shooting money out of the cannon. All the things that created this inflation, we're still doing yeah. as a society right now. Yeah. So where we're at on this, I, I guess we don't know. But the speculation is that this 4, 8 through 5, 5, maybe as high as 6, is the space we're going to be hovering kind of back in and between. Yep. Yes. Yep. Until we get to a place where the economy actually cools enough. Figures it out, yeah. That the, the momentum has to shift. Okay. Yep. yep, that's good. So that's where we find ourselves. Yep. Would you, I mean... No, I think I totally agree. It is a weird, My I think my brain gets in a weird headspace too. Like where does this all figure itself out? Because it does seem, it is weird. And who the heck knows? I know, that's the thing. So new territory. Here's what's not new territory. Change happens. Absolutely. Markets shift. In fact, the, the biggest thing that's been weird is that the market has not shifted for such a long period of time. Yeah. Uh, what's weird about this is just how radical the shift is and that the forces at play are unusual forces. Yeah. They're not, they've never been really all aligned like the way that they are right now. It is just this weird We've never had low inventory at the same time as... Um, Rates, client. I mean, all of these things. Like yes. Working together is just anomaly. Yeah. But here's what we do know, guys. We, we've just wrote down a few of these things together, thinking about what we know needs to be true on our side of the pond yeah. as we come into this kind of volatile new marketplace right. with all these question marks that are flying around yeah, uh, in the sky. So yeah, we want to help you in and focus on what you can control because we can't control <laughs> all these other things. We just have to wait it out. So the first one is is not in question. So tactic number one, we're calling these tactics for winning in a shifting market. And maybe we can get them written down for everyone as well. Yeah, but uh, number one, guys, is we, we have to own our mindset. Uh, it always starts here. Um, we have to redirect our attention to what we can't control. So what we just did is talk about all the things we can't control. Mm -hmm. All of it's just speculation. The news, everything at this point. We're just completely speculating. What we can control, number one, is our head. Yep. And that's just real simple. It's a function of your intakes. Yep. Are you eating well? Are you listening to the right things? Are you listening to the right podcasts? Are you... Um, your intake yep. is what is going to establish where your head's at. And there's so much out there to <laughs> turn off. Uh, well, there's a, <laughs> well, that's probably a good place to start yeah. right now. So we want to be informed, um, but we have to understand that we have to put our oxygen mask on first uh, before we can be of any help to anyone else. Absolutely. And so keeping your head level is step number one. I think physical is a huge part for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, for me, keeping my head level starts with actually making sure I'm exercising too. Yeah. And your diet and your sleep. Like, I mean, making sure all of that's kind of where it needs to be. I think of Tom Ferry's meds, like that he uses his little acronym, right? What is it again? M? M, your mental intake, exercise, diet, and sleep. Like those are your things that kind 100%. of have to be right to make yourself right to help others. So that's a good, yeah, good way to say it. So number one, own your mindset. Uh, you started with the right thing. You said focus on what you can control. Yeah. And I think number one is you, your Yourself. physical space and your head. Yep. Um, the second thing I would strongly encourage you guys to be thinking about is take massive action. Number two, take massive action. Um, in moments of change like this, people have a tendency to pause. Mm -hmm. And we all we all do it because it's like, okay, oh, what's now what? This? Yeah. Well, I like to think of taking advantage of that pause. It's like I'm in a race with a whole bunch of people. And if everybody else stops to have a glass of water, I kind of want to like just Keep a little, running. Uh, a little burst. Go. I'm yeah. going to like double down on that yeah. because that gives me an advantage. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people in the marketplace right now, there's a lot of realtors competing for this business. A lot of them are kind of standing still right now, looking around going, whoa, it's been a long summer. Yeah. It's been really, really good. Yep. Um, and so I'm saying take advantage of their pores, take massive action, double down on the activities that you know produce results. Absolutely. 
And I think part of that is cutting out in a market. See, when things are hunky-dory, <laughs> we get to do all sorts of things that matter and don't matter. And our outcomes might be good. A rising right. tide raises all boats. Yeah. But in, in moments of change and shift, we need to make sure that we're allocating our time, energy, and resources to the things that actually produce the results. Yeah. And so I would strongly suggest you audit your inputs, your activities, where you're spending your time, cut out the stuff that you think probably doesn't make that right. much difference, double down the stuff that you know does. Yeah, I would say like, like my number one thing would be relook at your spokes. Like where do you need to go spend more time, effort, and energy to fill the top of your funnel? That's where the activities are going to matter. It's always going to be about lead generation yeah. and ensuring that we're staying in touch with people. Yeah. And so you're... Five Spokes is a great place to start. It makes me think of the podcast we just put out, um, The Power of Compounding. Remember yeah, that compound, the small yes. things might not seem like big things, but the small things that you know over time compound into big results when nobody else when is nobody doing else, them. Yes, that's yes. It's triple the the effect. So double down on the activities that you know produce results. Um, who said this? Real estate is a con context, context sport. Uh, Buffini Nigo. said it is one of his too. And yeah, Buffini and Nigo, like, oh, do you know your phone works both ways? Go contact people. <laughs> yep. So take massive action. That's number two. Own your mindset, yeah. take massive action. Number three, guys, we've got to get back to basics. We have been in a bizarre market yeah. where things sell overnight, where navigating the craziness of multiple offers was the basics. Yeah. But we're entering a space now where some of the old basics need to come back into play. Yeah. There's certain things that have never changed. People first. We cannot go scarce and then focus on transactions yes. more than people. Relational mindset for sure. So basic number one, people first, don't get transactional. But the other ones, guys, is <laughs> anytime there's this, we have to increase our communication. Yep. Increase your communication with your database. Increase your communication, calls, notes, Popeyes yes. with people. But also increase communications on the transactional side. That's, so yeah, exactly. transaction basics, Yeah. we need to remember how to price properties. Yes, because it's wacky. It seriously is crazy watching these price reductions are above even what a normal market would be doing right now. Not necessarily because somebody priced it wrong, but because the environment shifted that quickly. Yeah. And so being an expert in pricing is um, essential right yeah, now. Really. And, and it's okay to be wrong. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Yeah, be really. up front with your client, be a consultant with them, and adjust when necessary. Yeah. Um, but the same thing on our marketing. All of our marketing and business fundamentals, we've got to go brush off some old skills. Yep. Remember some old dialogues. Remember what it's like to ask for a price reduction. Right. Um, because some of us haven't done it in quite some time. Or ever. I mean, I really do think of our new agents that have lived in this space and that's all they've ever known. So back to basics is like relearning some foundational fundamentals. It's like, uh, it's the opposite of back to basics. It's, it's for, forward yeah. to basics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Learn it for the first time. <laughs> yeah. The other one I wrote down here is ask for referrals. Um, you have to ask. And it's back to compounding. Um, we we might not get a whole lot of seller referrals in an environment where some sellers are, are hesitant, but getting back with our people um, and remembering that our number one source of business has always been referrals. Yes. Even if the people that they refer to us aren't ready to make a move now, filling our funnel, like you said, back to five spokes, yeah, filling yeah. our funnel for the future is essential. And I think watch, I mean, like you, number one, going back to number one, own your mindset, but you have to watch how you're like, what you're putting out there. Right. I mean, so that if you're asking for referrals, make sure it, you actually seem like you're open for referrals and really truly not too busy for referrals. And how are you reacting and talking with people when you're communicating? How's the market? Oh, it's terrible out I know. there right now. I'm so oh crazy. Oh my gosh, yeah. like no mean, one wants to list. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, by I, the way, know of anyone? <laughs> yeah. Do you know of anybody that wants to sell? Yeah. Like just watch your, what you're communicating, I think, in that. Um, the other one here that is worth thinking about, guys, is tightening your belt. Um, I don't think the wheels are falling off here. No. I think we're in some uncharted territory. And anytime you, I'm thinking of like hitting out for a journey, when I travel, I take, a, I take some extra cash with me. Yeah. I'm Just probably not going to need it. Yeah. I have a credit card, mm-hmm. but having it with me means that whatever comes up, I'm prepared Ready for. for. Well, mm-hmm. when markets shift by 20% in sales volume, um, regardless of where you're at, yeah. that means you should probably be smart. Look at your personal budget. Um, look at yeah. your home expenses. Yeah. Are there some things that you got a little lax on that in, in the time of plenty that you need to rethink? Yeah. Same is true for your business. Uh, we call it red light, green light. Are there things that you need to play red light, green light with where you just pushed green light and you've been spending you on some go. things? Just go, yeah. And you might need to go orange and then red <laughs> and go, okay, hold on. Is this something paying dividends? Is this something I need to be spending on? Yeah. Or should I be shoring up some of my business savings accounts? Savings, absolutely. So that if it does get a little bit drier, mm-hmm. I'm not in a scarcity space. Yeah. I have what I need to survive. Absolutely. Tighten your belt. Number five is, um, I think this is crucial right now, find the motivated. Because they are there. 100%. The sales are not not happening. Are they happening at a slightly slower rate? Yes. Yes. Are there a whole bunch of people that you're dealing with right now that can't find what they're looking for? So they might just push pause for the winter. Are there a lot of sellers that have gone, oh, I think I missed the boat. And I don't want to sell right now because I can't find what I'm looking for or now's not as good a time to sell. Yeah. I think a lot of us have got this going on. Stay with those people. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But f- there is tons of motivated people right now, ready, willing, and able. So for example, the millennial category yeah. that we talked about, there's yeah. a lot of first time home buyers right now. Yeah. That percentage is surging. This millennial demographic, they need to buy investors right now. Yeah. I think sitting on cash. They are sitting on cash. They've been waiting. Yeah. Now, do I think that they're going to get what they're hoping for? Some major crash in prices tank? No. No. But I do think the opportunity to pick up a few things that otherwise they couldn't even get to the front of the line on. It's slightly less competitive. It's a good space for them to buy. A hundred percent. Yeah. Investors, anyone with cash that have been looking, if, if not now, at least start communicating with them. Because in many of their minds, there is a big opportunity coming. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're, frankly, a lot of them are capable of buying without you. So go position yourself as a resource and a value provider to investors and cash buyers. And then guys, there's always people who have to move. There are people with family changes that have to leave town that have financial changes. There are, man, I I just read there's significant layoffs going on, for example, in the financial space. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the largest is the mortgage space. Yeah, because they had need for so many seats to fill, to fill all these mortgages and now- And all this refi yeah. business that yep. was going on. Yep. So I don't think that's representative of the real estate space. No. I actually think that's got to do with people that were doing refis at 2.8%. There's no more refis for a while. Yeah. Um, and so long story short, there are people with personal changes and Always. they are motivated. You, you, could, you could find yourself- getting comfortable just staying in touch with a bunch of people who frankly aren't willing and able to make the move right now. don't need to. And in this environment with a 20% decline in sales, that would be a poor allocation of your time. Yeah, absolutely. Go and double the number of people you're communicating with. Find the motivated because there are people looking to make a move. That's the beauty of real estate. There will always be people 
be people that need to move. So yeah, find those. The next one is almost the inverse of that. Yeah. It's like they compete with each other and that's play the long game. So you can't allow taking massive action to mean that you become transactional. Absolutely. So not to tell the whole story, but the whole play, like you have the money in your pocket. Yeah. Don't allow the, the, the fact that if you don't make the yeah. sales, you might be in a bad spot to change how you serve the people. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, don't let the scarcity mindset creep in. Do right by people. Mm-hmm. The way I like to say this is try, don't, don't try sell, try serve. Mm-hmm. Do Serve the individual. And if that means they want to buy in three years and now is not the time, don't try encourage them to move now if it's not right for them. Yeah. Um, play the long game, even though we're in the context of finding the motivated. Yeah. So I suppose what that means is the people that aren't motivated right now, the stupidest thing you could be doing is trying to say, now's a great time though. Like you really (laughs) should be listing now. That's a foolish conversation to have with someone whose situation is that it's not a good time. Rather do right by them, provide them counsel, information, guidance, be a consultant, and then remind them that you work by referral. Play the long game. Absolutely. Um, number seven, master the market of the moment. Um, it's ridiculous because the market of the moment in some ways is exactly what it's been. Yeah. And in other ways is shifting. Yeah. Yeah. So invisible inventory, if we're coming into spring still with a suppressed inventory level, which blows my mind, <laughs> we're still going to have to be agents who know people thinking of moving who won't list. We still need to know of new construction coming down the pike. We still need to know um, sellers who would, would be open. Yeah. Yes. So invisible inventory. Matchmaking is still a part of what we're going to have to do coming into next year. Yeah. New, new construction. Um, they're, pull, they're pulling back a little bit. But there's some builders in town still putting out a lot of stuff. Yeah. And uh, we have to have our ear to the ground on those opportunities. We have to know the stuff that's not yet listed. Yeah. I was thinking about you saying all those first time home buyers, like who do you know that has homes that would really match those needs, right? And try to just have conversations with those people. And even if it's a phone call and they say, oh, there's no way on God's yeah. green earth. Yeah. And you say, well, thank you for considering it. If you do come across someone, what a beautiful conversation yeah. to be having as we think about taking massive action and increasing our communication. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no one's getting that call and, and feeling offended, by the way. No. They feel like you're doing a great job for your customers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, rates and arms is one that we've talked about. I think we need to brush off um, uh, our old skills. Understanding on knowledge, under- yeah. There are multiple loan products that are available. We need to be well-versed on those. Mm-hmm. And it's a tricky thing to guide a client towards an adjustable rate mortgage because it feels like you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. Um again got a misnomer of a you know scary potentially in some people's minds so yeah absolutely but uh the reality is that there are very affordable rates available for a first-time home buyer that is willing to consider an arm when there's no way on god's green earth that they're going to be living in this house for more than five years absolutely and so a 10-year arm on a five-year trajectory isn't necessarily a foolish idea yeah know your rates and know the products that are available master the market at the moment pricing i i think we've all got to go back to some schooling yeah and we've got to figure out not just how to be masters of pricing but the pricing conversation as a whole absolutely because the truth is it's an art form and there is no right answer it's a moving target sometimes and it's all relative to what shows up three three days later on the market two two doors down 
So we, we have to really focus on our pricing skills and capabilities and conversations, dialogues and scripts. Yeah, absolutely. And then multiple offers. I hate to say it, but I just, Still a thing. it's, it, it's so counterintuitive, 20% down on sales. The mark, there's a pinch on the volume that we're selling, but when you're trying to buy something, there's not a, pinch on how tight the market right. is right now especially, in terms of it being a seller's yeah, especially market. especially in price points. I mean, it's still going to be a thing. It's just going to, it is. It's an interesting cold front that we're dealing with. Yeah. Um, blending of two two worlds here. And I think there should, could be some shift in strategy and tactics there that, you know, we can kind of continue talking about in that space too. So the final one here, uh, number eight is, is be a trusted advisor. Um, my advice to you guys on this is it's a volatile, crazy space that's changing, but you have to know your local market. Yeah. You have to know what's going on in people's neighborhoods and you need to know what's going on nationally, not because that's going to change your day, but you got to remember people around you have a lot of questions right now. Absolutely. If I number one question you get asked as a real estate agent, you better be prepared. Well, then they've always asked how's the market for the first time, well, not first time ever, but more than ever, it's a really interesting question, right? Because the answer is, well, (laughs) there's a lot of things to consider. Um, But, but real estate is always local. So know the national story because don't be fooled. The national trajectory impacts the local reality. Yeah. Um, it's just a, it's just a thing. Yep. Um, if, if in no other way, at least in the mindset of the consumer. Absolutely. And so watch KCM. Yeah, so that's where my number one spot for national, for sure. Watch Altos. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are on YouTube yep. if you want to see those every week. Um, but the other thing, I know you've been training on this, a CMA a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no better way to be an expert of the local market than to commit an action plan of every single day spitting out a pricing analysis for one of the people in your database. Yeah constantly be assessing the local market at the property level. Yeah. Because there's no better expert of pricing than the individual that just walked through a house and ran the comps on that house that day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think market absorption analysis too, like brush off your skills with that and like actually make yourself, don't let the algorithm run for you, make yourself run through that so that you understand truly what's happening in a more localized way. Yeah. I think we just got to wake up in the morning and know that, we're the professionals and we have some questions. Yeah. So you can rest assured that your clients, your database, your friends, your family, your colleagues, whatever, they, they have questions too. And the best thing you can do is position yourself as a resource. Yeah. Um, because there's an opportunity right now to be someone providing stability, um, answers, even if the answers aren't sure. Yeah. Uh, mis misinformation is pretty high right now. Absolutely. So you read what's out there. It sure Crazy. does sound like prices are tanking. The truth is they're not. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think there's an opportunity to be a resource to everyone in your database. Yeah, and that's all localized too, right? Like we, they could be tanking elsewhere. Let's talk about what what's actually going on here. So yeah, be your expert. I'm going to run through those one more time. Yeah. Own your mindset. Take massive action. Get back to basics. Tighten your belt. Find the motivated, but play the long game. Master the market of the moment and be a trusted advisor. It's funny. These are also pertinent to now. <laughs> They're also just pertinent Forever. to always. Yes, absolutely. This is what we should always be doing. I think we just need to remind ourselves of this uh, in an environment like this. Yeah, especially in this space. Yeah. So I don't know what more there is to add other than maybe just closing out with sort of the... <laughs> Part of the motivation for even having this conversation quickly is 
the way I view shift like this is uh, as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you hear this in just because we have a positive, we start with abundance yeah. and we start with this always an opportunity. The biggest opportunity tends to happen actually in moments of crisis or change or shift. Yeah. Most millionaires don't happen. They actually happen during recessions. Yeah. Um, and so there's a change afoot. And I think there's an opportunity inside of that change. The difference between failure and massive success typically is just doing the small things that other people won't, won't do. do. Mm-hmm. So you got to consider the market now. There's a whole, there's more realtors than we've ever had before. Mm-hmm. It's been a pretty good time. Mm-hmm. In times like this, and I've been around long enough now that I've watched the changing of the guard happen. Yep. I've watched the names that were huge when I started. Uh, I remember trying to compete with them and going, there's no way. Yeah. And then a major change happened in 09. And that was a pretty big change. Two thirds of those names don't, you'll never don't see exist. again. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. Some of them just made enough money before that they're like, ah, I think I'm done. But they left behind an opportunity. They yeah. left a whole bunch of clients, a whole bunch of market share. Some it's newer agents that have been coasting and doing just yeah. fine. But when things tighten a little bit, it's time to go get a job or they're not willing to show up and do what needs to be done. Yeah, to really grow a business. Well, when you actually have to price things right and actually have communication with your sellers. Yeah. So there is in shift a changing of the guard that naturally is always happening, but it gets expedited. And the opportunity to step up and step in and double down on the things that matter in times like this is a, a, a beautiful opportunity yeah. if your head is straight yeah. and if you're willing to go do the work that needs to be done. Yeah, be the professionals that'll do what other people want. So some of you top producers on our team, some of you really have deserved a break. Go take a week yeah, off. Yeah, for sure. Take a week off. It's August, it's September, your kids are back in school. Go sleep for a week if yeah. you need to. Me time. Yeah. But then show back up. Yep. Because now is not a time to be idle. Now is not a time to rest on your laurels because it's changing. And I think it's going to be good next year, to be frank. No, it's gonna, yeah, I just I think, think so it's going to be notably good for anyone that was willing to do the, do work, the work, especially during this interim phase as we go through some flux and change. Mm-hmm. Um, man, same thing. Uh, focus on what you can control. This is a conversation that started with, okay, this is all the stuff floating around in the, in the universe. Yep. Know it, understand it as much as you can. Now go focus on what you can control. Yeah. If you're a new agent, consider that this might be a little bit of a tricky time, mm-hmm. but it actually might be a more opportune time than the last few years. Yeah, to really grow it and learn it and do it right. There's opportunity in the shift. Yeah. Focus on inputs, not results. I actually believe that's next week's winning thought. Yeah. So I look forward to that one coming out. But uh, this is 101 in real estate, in sales, and in life. You cannot control the results. You can't control the inputs. What are the activities that you need to be doing that you know in time will produce the net positive result? And then half a winning, guys, just keeping your head level. So I think that's what we're looking to do here is just give you a little bit of encouragement, what to focus on and to keep your head in the game. And uh, we're just looking forward to being excellent, being obsessed with better, delivering extraordinary experiences in any market environment. We just think this is a particularly interesting one. Yeah, absolutely. And take all those eight tactics in and let us know how we can help. Okay, good stuff. Um, Team meetings tomorrow. Yep. So we look forward to catching up with you guys there and uh, hope you have a great week. Thank you for joining us today. For more episodes, resources, and show notes, head to morethanmorepodcast.com.